Welcome to the T-Head Popcast. I'm Marty. I'm Moby. And I'm Leland Steele. Well, a bonus Avengers Infinity War. Woo! Boys, yes. we've been talking about this since the fucking podcast started, and we saw it. Yes. And I think without going too deep into our thoughts right away, we can say we were we left pretty fucking happy. Yeah, it was it was a great movie. Uh, it absolutely did not disappoint. Uh, I actually had tempered my expectations for this film more than most superhero releases. Rightly or wrongly, you know, it scored 84% of Rotten Tomatoes at the time that I had looked there. No, I don't care about Rotten Tomatoes so much, but for a Marvel film that was actually a little bit on the lower end. And so I kind of thought, okay, it's just going to be a popcorn-y blockbuster and don't expect any lasting thoughts. But I have lasting, <laughs> lasting thoughts. Yeah, so. me too. I'm, I'm actually hoping to see it again in theaters before it leaves. I think that would me be too. great. Well, with the money it's making, I think it'll be in theaters till July. So It'll be there until the next one comes out, probably. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, trying to find the time to see it before we recorded this, but just couldn't work it in. Um, yeah, I definitely would want to see it again. And like you, Moby, I did also temper my expectations. I, I just was very concerned about the way it was all just going to be pieced together and just was, you know, scared that it was going to be kind of fractured and disjointed. But wow, was the pacing phenomenal. Like you're sitting there for three hours, which didn't feel like three hours. Uh, There wasn't a single scene that I thought was unnecessary. So smart to just fracture everybody up and split them up and send them off to do their own cool stuff. And yeah, Yeah. man, it was really I was really happy with it. The only thing I didn't like about that was there was a few times where we'd be following a fight scene with one group, and then we would leave the fight scene for probably uh, yes. 10 to 15 minutes You're and right. then come back. And that was Specifically the fight on Titan. Yes, and the reason being, and it makes sense, is that all these ty- things are happening at the same time for when um, the climax happens. Like, it all comes together. Right. And it's like, it, these aren't happening at different times. It didn't feel too disjointed, but a few times I was a little jarred by the, just the, the action stopping. Um, with Wakanda, there was a few times in the Wakanda action where like it got really amped up and then suddenly they left. Yeah. And then they came back. Right. There was, cause they were splitting between Wakanda and Thor. Yes. Which again, to your point, was necessary because those, Timeline wise, those two events are happening at the same time, and, totally. and they dependent upon merge. each other. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's a that's a really good point that I didn't even think of. And yeah, I guess I didn't I didn't notice it that much though. No, considering how many characters they had to juggle in that movie, I can't complain. Honestly, yeah. totally, totally. How many times have we seen a superhero film try to juggle, say, like three villains or like two extra characters, right, and, then and fuck it up. like Spider Man Three Syndrome, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yet yeah. this one juggled like 50 superheroes and villains and somehow definitely yeah. managed to give them all some time in the spotlight. Well, you yeah. know what, you know what helped? And I don't know if you guys know this, but um, kind of behind the scenes, like for the guardians of the galaxy stuff, James Gunn really took over from the Russo brothers to direct those scenes. So I thought it's really cool because oh, when they shift there, it cool. felt very guardians. Like wow. it no longer felt. That's and, awesome. And, um, Taika YTT consulted yeah. on all the Thor stuff because cool. they wanted to continue. Sure. You know, I call him Gold Thor or Grade A Thor, like the new Thor who's awesome. Right, right. right um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was good that the Russos kind of stuffed their ego to let these guys really help out. Yeah, because, um, cause yeah, they did a good job on Civil War, right? Like, I thought Civil War was super enjoyable. 
they did they do uh, Civil War and uh, Captain America Winter Soldier? I think they did Winter Soldier. I, I as believe well. they did. Yeah, don't yeah, I guess. So they've had some big hits in the yes, Marvel universe. Yes, they really have. And but I mean that's so yeah. All the a lot. There's a lot of characters. Um, I was disappointed at basically. Uh, you know, some of the characters were just there to be there. Like yes. Captain America didn't do really anything. Same. Although he had a great entrance into the film, like I thought that was awesome. Yes. Like I was like literally like. Okay, Cap's coming. Where's Cap? He's coming. He's coming. Like I'm like like sitting in my seat, like raging boner, waiting for Captain America to, to show up, and he did, and it was really cool. Um, but then from that point on, like he was just kind of there to be there, which again, you know, understandable. There's a lot of shit to juggle, and I feel like the next film is going to be the Cap film, yeah. and because, because yeah, yeah, like I think Cap and Iron Man, yeah. Um, speaking of that next film, like you, like when we were talking. Right after seeing it, Marty, you had mentioned like that a lot is landing on Captain Marvel being good. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean they set it up like she's she's who uh, Nick Fury is looking yes. to grab. So so something happens in this Captain Marvel film that takes her out of commission for right. a while. Perhaps Hawkeye is out to find her yeah, or something. I don't, I don't well, what is he doing? He's on a secret mission. No, he's not. He's up with his no, family. No, he is on a secret mission. They've confirmed that he's on a secret mission. Who is confirmed? The, the Russo brothers. Okay, whoopie yeah. do. Yeah. Hey, come on. Okay, dude. well then what's Scott doing? Great, he's stuck he, in his house. He, yeah, he's, he's, house in, he's in house arrest. stupidest fucking thing. Yeah. Well, okay, then I then what feasible... Okay, what could feasibly happen to have happened to Captain Marvel where Hawkeye is the... <laughs> well, And then okay. also, why the hell would Nick be... Sending a message to Captain Marvel if Hawkeye's off finding him. That's not Hawkeye. That's not what Hawkeye's doing. Okay, well, what is he doing? I don't know, man. But that's that can't be it. That doesn't okay, make any sense. But they have to do something with Captain Marvel that takes her out of commission for like yes. fifteen years. But then they also have to do something that brings her back to the to uh, to some point in this Marvel timeline where Nick Fury could not have called upon her during the events of Avengers one or yes. two, yes. Yeah. right? Because all of a sudden now she's in the game where he, yeah. he she's back up. Unless like, it was like not serious enough. They're like, hey, I don't, whatever. I, I guess. I mean, yeah. okay, really, how much does Nick know what is going on in those end credit scenes? Oh, totally. Right? Uh, like he's, yeah, okay, people are turning to fucking dust in front of him. That's pretty like nutty, but <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's like, oh shit, I better. I like to think he just forgot about the the Captain Marvel pager. Maybe. He's like, oh shit, I remembered. And then, motherfucker, he's disappeared. He's technology. All forgotten. I guess that is a pretty full spoiler for end credit scenes. Like, oh, right, yeah. This whole episode is going to be. Yeah. We're not so, going to do So much for no spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah we no, can't no, do no, it. We can't do that. No, no, there's too much to talk you can't, about. You'd it's have to tippy, tippy toe too much. Yeah, it's too difficult. Okay, so Thanos is amazing. Yes. Thanos is so. He's so much cool. better than I thought he'd be. I was so scared that he would just be a, a power, like a fist to throw around, right? Much like Hulk generally is. Yes. I mean, where obviously Ruffalo's Hulk has uh, crossed the line being to from being like generic Hulk smash to being an actual character now, right? Which yeah, is he's, awesome. a, he's totally evolving. But like, man, this was a Thanos show. This it, was Thanos origin show this like. was thanos part one it, yeah. it really was and you can tell like very early in the planning process that marvel made a decision that this like thanos is going to be the core not just the villain or the fist as right. leland says and they gave him a lot of backstory in the film which was not awkward and i felt it really played into showing us what his motivations were 
agree with him or not. They sure say say Thanos a lot in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like in the first like twenty minutes, everyone's like Thanos, Thanos. Yeah, it's Thanos. Like, like as soon as one person knows his name, everybody knows his yeah. name, right? Like, yeah, that's funny. Like that. Basically, the only I, I find it interesting how the search for the stones literally is the only way for them to tell his story in the way that they did and not make it shoehorned in, right? Like, just think of even when they're they're on Titan and um thanos is conversing with strange and he's you know using the reality stone to depict this you know this beautiful how the how the world used to be right before it went to shit and overpopulation and blah 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 and uh i thought it was, yeah it was really cool and, and just like even his search for the soul gem is giving him the the showing that there is some compassionate side of him you know with his love for gamora despite how weird and twisted it yeah, it has, especially yeah. how he is with Nebula. Right, and just, like, how really fucked up, like, both their child's childhoods were, right? Like, uh, just from what Gamora's told us in, like, Volume 1, where she's talking about uh, Nebula in Volume 2, where, like, they would, that also pit them against each other, and the loser would get a part replaced, like, that kind of shit, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, and... I felt that um, on a technical level that Thanos was really well done in that, you know, he looks like he's some sort of monster alien, which he kind of is a Titan, but um, he didn't cross the uncanny valley either, but he also looked like Josh Brolin. And that was good too. Like, I don't know. It's does Thanos naturally look like Josh Brolin? I don't know, but you really saw Josh (laughs) Brolin playing Thanos. You did. You and totally did. I mean, it's a very similar to Ruffalo and Hulk, right? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah they do a good job. You know, although I thought um, I didn't like the look of, uh, I don't know what her name is, but the the chick in his, like, death squad. Uh, I didn't think she looked all that mm. great because she was the most human looking, obviously, of the whole bunch, right? Yeah, she almost had, like, a dark elf, like, look to her. Yeah, she totally did. She totally did. Um where I like uh, like Corvus Glaive and uh, the telepath dude, like they looked really good, but like they're aliens, right? They right. look they look fucked up. So I thought that maybe that was why um, she didn't look quite as good to me. I didn't think. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Like especially when like she was like huge, right? Like how tall was she? Like she seemed to be like when she's on screen, like she's supposed to be like like six feet plus, right? Yeah, I got that from it. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so maybe that's why it also kind of looked awkward. Yeah. And then with uh, Tyrion's Dwarf King, um, the perspective on his on his his character was weird too, because like you never really got to see him next to some of the other characters for long, ju- like long enough to really kind of gauge his what his size is supposed to be. Yeah, you know, you, yeah, you I, yeah, I did feel that. I did feel yeah. that. He looked like a giant baby man. Like, it was just the proportions were weird. <laughs> it was, you know, what it reminded me of like. Um, uh, honey, I blew up the kids. Oh, <laughs> the, baby, yeah. the baby's like getting really. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get that out of my head now. <laughs> Leland, no. Well, let's talk about team ups in that film. I loved that uh, Rocket Raccoon and Thor take off. That's yeah, part of the film. That, that was, was cool. cool. That's good. That was cool. And Rock- just Rocket, Rocket was great. Oh, Rocket film. was. That's probably yeah. like prime Rocket. Maybe some of the best Rocket we've oh, seen. I'm gonna get that arm. Like <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I loved um I loved when Thor first went to the ship and all the man not a dude stuff. I just I I just got that joke so much and just how like self-conscious Quill is yeah. over the fact that 
and I started looking at him because he's in a leather jacket, but I'm like, uh, has he put on any weight? <laughs> yes, he did. It did he legit did. look like he's put on weight, Pratt's like put on like a few pounds. right, like that the, that the character yeah. is supposed to have. Like he was looking a little jolly around the neck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It suits with the the way the character would have evolved, I think. Like, it's almost like that complacency. Exactly. I was just going to say complacency. It is totally complacency. I mean, like, he's obviously with Gamora now, right? Like... He's got the girl. From the... Whatever the time period was between volume two and now. um, Yeah. From baby group to teenage group, right? Yeah. However long that takes. um, Who knows? It's weird, though, that uh, Rocket was the only Guardians to survive the... The, the gauntlet snap? Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's cool. I mean, I really like Rocket Raccoon. I mean, obviously, they wanted to keep all the original Avengers. Right. Like, there's, there's a reason for that. Of course. But, uh, yeah, it seemed like a lot of the, like, gar- all the Guardians, Toast, like, a yeah. lo- and a lot of the other characters, too. Yeah. Uh, it's it almost just... like every character that's off limits to actually kill disappeared. Right. Of course. Of course. Because they're all like trapped in the soul gem or whatever. And yeah. they're all going to come back and, and blah, blah, blah. And they all, well, they all have movies coming out. Exactly. See, yeah. that's, that's one thing. Like, Moby and I had that discussion right after we saw the movie that like, I hate that. Yeah. It fucks up your, well, it, it just screws, screws up, up any engrossment, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's tough because it's, in one sense, it's pretty much unavoidable. But you know that had you not known what was going to happen and that these characters are going to come back, you would have just seen a mind-blowing, kick-in-the-gut movie that would have just right. completely rocked your world. Well, yeah, but it's not like let's that. assume for a second that Gamora is not in the Soul Gem, although she very well could be. Yeah, she's got to be. If they if they went that balls to the wall to kill that off her, would have been pretty cool. That, that and like up until the ending, I assume that was what that she was toast because right. I didn't think about that. I didn't think right. about the Soul Gem. Yeah, yeah, but we uh, didn't actually see any. Of the soul gem powers depicted on screen, like we did with all the other gems. Yes, like Thanos and we saw Thanos use all the other gems, which was awesome. I yeah. love that they did that. Oh, super cool! Yeah. Uh, I love it. He just reverses time. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he just rips his, just yeah. like sticks his fingers through his head. Oh, oh so awesome! And God. then, and then his bo- Vision's body goes gray. Too. Yeah, that was so cool. That yes. was really a nice yeah. touch. That was super. cool. Oh, so good. Yeah. You know, one thing I didn't like about the death scene, I didn't like how randomly Spider Man took like six times longer to die than everyone else he's like so something happening yeah okay so he reacts differently to that because of his spider sense which we saw when he was on the bus when we saw his hair stand up on his arms that was the first instance of us seeing spider sense in the mcu right right? yeah i like that they finally showed that so i think that that was his spider sense was signaling to him like something was wrong. Right. So instead of being confused and being like, what's going on? He was scared and like, like troubled, right? Because his natural or his unnatural senses were giving him these weird warning signals. But yeah, like, of course, the rate of dusting was kind of. Yes, yeah, the dusting was. Throughout the entire too. movie, it was, you know, it needed to be, okay, why didn't Salmon Hill. Uh, or Fury and Hill dust at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And some of them go pretty quick, like uh, Winter Soldiers, just kind of like pop. Yeah, <laughs> it just falls down. What What yeah. I really like about that scene, though, no music, no like sad violins or anything. They just leave silence for like three solid minutes as mm-hmm. these characters start to die. I thought that was powerful. I like that they didn't try to set anything up either. Like there was no plan at all. It was just that it ended with just Thanos. 
just sitting there. Yeah. And just that, 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 that little content look on his face. Yeah. And then even just the, the Infinity War symbol on screen fading away. Yeah, dusting away. Oh, that, that was, was awesome. Cool. And the theater was dead silent afterwards. And yeah. some people were like, that was fucking stupid. And I, I was like, ah, I was like, idiots. I know. I laughed. I was like, you're dumb. Like, I went home and I, I had to sit and digest because I watched, I was super tired. And sometimes you can watch a movie super tired and yeah. like hate it. Well, sure. Like, you know, when we saw Dark Knight Returns. Yes. And uh, Dark, uh, Batman Begins Again. Batman Begins Again. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was exhausted. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I liked it, but I was like, I, it didn't hit me properly. Totally. Then I saw it again. I'm like, okay, I got it. This movie is a bit of the same. Then I woke up next morning. I was like, that was fucking fantastic. Yep. <laughs> and I was weird. I like walked out of the theater being like, I should feel more blown away than I do. Like, it was great. But like, why am I not like ecstatic? I was like, I don't, I didn't, I don't know how to just. It's because of it. the the way the movie ends, the mood it ends on. And it's, I, yeah. it's successful in that way. Yeah, it, it, and, and I mean, being familiar with the Infinity War comic arc, I was not surprised in the least of what happened, right? No, um, because you know they're coming lot, back. Exactly. And I mean, like, I knew it was going to happen. And I mean, they pull a lot of cool, iconic images. Um, just even the snap itself is like yeah. the crazy, iconic, like, panel of Thanos wiping out half the I universe. think that was the thing. A lot of the common theater goers were probably thinking all these characters are gone. Right. And like I said, I watched it with my wife and my wife was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> Man, every, every I could, guardian. I wish like, I could have experienced And I, I right away, because she, she was upset. She's like, what what the fuck is this movie? Like she was really <laughs> upset. And I was like, don't worry. They're, they're coming back. They have movies coming out. They'll, something will happen. <laughs> now, to that, sorry, before you yeah. finish your thought there, Moby. Um, to that point, this movie seems so unmarvelish. It's not in the Marvel's general characteristic of a film at all, right? No, and that's great. Yeah, I think so too. I really think that um, they've done a I, they've done a pretty good job though of the, in the MCU of just like the last few movies building us to this point. Like as far as shifting the the tone and kind of the the lasting images of each film, like uh, you know, just between Ragnarok and yeah. Asgard gets like Ragnarok happens um, and then you know Black Panther trying to give us this sympathetic villain and Killmonger and and, you know trying to give them redeeming qualities and setting us up for Thanos really like how can you not root for Thanos (laughs) man Marvel's been really knocking it out of the park like I yeah. I mean obviously like last year we mm-hmm. had Guardians two which was a pretty big disappointment I think yeah. especially yeah. considering Mediocre, considering sure. Guardians one is one of my faves and we're gonna rank them later which is gonna be fun you know what's interesting about uh, that is it just follows the trend of well the there are uh, there is an exception to that rule but it follows the trend of the shitty sequel of these character yeah. outings it's kind of funny yeah I mean, like Thor Dark World most not great of, most of the second ones Iron are... Man 2 not great yeah um, the only reason Captain America Civil War was great is because it wasn't really a Captain America movie uh, Avengers 2 not great Avengers 2 not great exactly yeah it just kind of followed that trend well yeah. Civil War was 3 though Civil War was 3 like, Cap- Captain s- America 2 was Winter Soldier oh, yeah, Civil War and was Winter Soldier three. was yeah. good it Winter Soldier was awesome it bucked yeah. the trend it sure. did buck the trend yeah but right, yeah. Why did I? Why was I thinking that? I see what you're saying. And but it was not a cap. It wasn't like Cap Three though. Civil War was not Captain. No, America it was 3. not. Yeah. It was yeah. It was Avengers 2.5. Yeah, yeah. It was called that's, Captain America. That's really shitty, you know, because I really wish that they could have held that off. Because now 
We're going to have uh, Captain Marvel coming in. And, now, you know, I guess Spider-Man was there already. But with Ant-Man and the Wasp, we're going to have the Wasp. And then you mentioned Marty to us before we start recording the latest trailer. We see Lawrence Fishburne is portraying Goliath. Like, I don't think he's going to be fighting. I have a, sure, I have a sure. feeling. But that's cool. But you know what out. I'm saying, though? Now we're finally getting to the point where, like, we it can be more impactful than it was in Civil yes. War. And a, a big, you know downer for civil war was that there really was no high stakes yeah. there was no pay, there was not there was no outcome really to them like nothing really yeah happened, right? and you like, could you could have done a lot more if you'd waited and then we had like captain marvel that we introduced the uh, scrolls and yeah. you know some of these characters could have been infected and not themselves and like you know you could have had a lot going on yeah. You know, where, where maybe these characters were the good guys, but they weren't actually good guys anymore. They were bad guys in disguise or something to make these, yeah. you know, you could have done a lot. Um, and, well, and another fact, too, we see Red Skull. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. This, which was like a huge throwback. Yeah. To the point where I'm betting a lot of people forgot who he was. Oh, yeah. Shit, Mo- Moby, you didn't even know who he was. I didn't recognize yeah, him exactly. the cloak and stuff. Yeah, and uh, they couldn't even get back um, the original actor. Yeah, what's um, his face? Agent Smith. Agent Smith. <laughs> yeah. He, he even said, he's like, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Welcome. I well, thought it was super cool that he showed up. There. Yeah. They got uh, the, one of the guys from uh, Walking Dead, the guy who plays Aaron on Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, that's right. And he just, he's good at doing, like, imitations. Yes. So yeah. they, they totally just cast him. Yeah. It looked, it looked good. I mean, it was... You like you? I you knew it wasn't Hugo. Yes, right. Um, but like, you it could, was still you could Red accept Skull. it because he'd been on this planet. It's almost like his penance. Totally, like he's changed. To some he extent. is. He has changed. And I really like that they put him in this cloak, and it kind of like mimicked how they portray um, the embodiment of death in the comics. Yeah. Sometimes, right? I mean, that's that's a big part of Thanos' character in the comics. Is so Moby basically in the Infinity War comic arc is main motivation is to he's courting death right uh and his main motivation is to to impress her he's going to wipe out half the known universes right that's his real his and that makes sense not that like i couldn't even get what his motivation was in this film is it that he just thinks the universe is overpopulated like his home planet was so he believes in a balance he thinks that the the world is out of balance because we've let it just like expand too much we were too much of a drain on the finite resources yeah, of the right, universe the he's and, basically a great jedi oh okay yeah but i read a pretty he's a skywalker i, I did read balancing the force i did read an argument saying that like well why didn't he just technology. snap his fingers since he's all powerful and then make twice as much food like he yeah, did yeah. but he is the mad titan he's not the like the logical like loving hugging titan well that's exactly right you know? he he has been doing this the hard way for however many years. He's been taking his armies to planets and massacring people, you know, through sword and laser blasts or whatever. Yeah. He's been doing that for however long. Of course, that's what he's going to continue to do. Now, they do say, and uh, I think it's the first Guardians, that Gamora is the last of her race. But then they only show him killing half uh-huh. her race. And then he also says that now their planet is thriving and prosperous. Like, yeah. he says that to her too, right? So, maybe he's just like... A bullshitter, or Maybe. like he's never been back to confirm it. Because clearly, he does kill everybody sometimes. Like, yeah, he, he almost kills all the dwarves. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that was a means to an end, though. That was when yeah. you get his gauntlet to finally, yeah. So he could finally go after the stones. And that gauntlet's toast. Yeah, it looked pretty messed up in that yeah. one little brief instance after that snap. 
Man, okay. One thing that really actually bugged me now that I think about it is Doctor Strange. Dumb character. FYI. I like him. <laughs> Doctor he's Strange cool. is one of the best in that he's, film. He's really cool. No, he's not. Yes, he's, he is. He's yes, a fucking he plot device. He's not. No, it's so Doctor stupid. Strange is awesome. No, he thinks he I love Doctor Strange. Okay, so he's he still thinks he's better than everybody, which is, I love it. Like, he's like, he's, he's the protector of Earth. He doesn't really see like Iron Man and all these Avengers as like he. They're like lower than him on the totem pole. Yeah, yeah. he's like you they know? can just have fun. That's true. But I'm the real guardian. Okay, whoop de do. I don't give a shit. That wasn't. That's not my point. The stupid. This, okay, he looks at 14 million fucking outcomes and they win one time. Ridiculous. No way that. No way they only win one time. Not in a single in a single instance. In one of those times, does Thor chop his head off? Do, you know, there's like any myriad of other factors happen that they actually, that, you know, Quill doesn't freak out or that yeah, uh, maybe Doctor Strange actually uses one of those portals to cut off Thanos' hand instead of the guy with the big axe. <laughs> like, no, actually, that's good. Those are good points, especially since Quill, there was like a decision making moment for him. Like there is. There was a, there was a moment where he could have held off. Maybe he always makes that decision. Maybe Quill's that. I guess, but do stupid. you do you think that someone can be that strong willed? Where you put someone in a single situation fourteen, 14 million, million times million that times. they make the exact same decision every single time. Well, maybe even if he doesn't make that decision, maybe Thanos still gets out of it somehow. Like sure, but again, now you're splitting hairs, right? What we're talking about is if it's we're talking about specific instances, you can't. <laughs> but you're you're splitting you you're outside. splitting hairs too. No, I'm not. You're, you're arguing. There are there are literally millions of opportunities where something else could have went astray from the events that we were depicted yeah, but in that movie. You're arguing that these things have happened, assuming that they, they these things could happen. But he's saying they can't. We have to assume that he's telling the truth. That he is like a no, character in the movie. I just think it's unrealistic. Yeah. I could have said maybe he gave him like a dozen things and like. I know our best shot. Okay. I mean, I know it's supposed to be dramatic. I, I see what I'm you're not, saying. You know what I'm saying. Even like, if we were to concede that to Leland, why does that reflect badly on Doctor Strange as a character? Oh, it doesn't. Uh, those are two completely separate. Because oh, he hates Doctor Strange. <laughs> you know what, though? That, that makes the uh, importance of his choice to give him the uh, right, time Right, because he needs yeah. Tony to stick around yeah. for something, right? To like, die later, probably. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Although I have a feeling that we're going to see Cap die. And that someone yeah. will take his mantle yeah. because I'm pretty sure Chris Evans yeah. is to- done. So who's, who's got his shield? Like this Stark must have the shield, his shield at like yeah. Avengers Corp, right? Yeah. He's gonna get a sh- gonna give him his shield back. Yeah, he's got. Uh, it. Who knows how the hell Tony's gonna get back from Titan though? Yeah, like uh, is this suit, guess, like fucked like, now? Maybe Thor will go grab him. Maybe, but who knows that? Oh, I guess um, Rocket would know. Like, no, Rocket would no. only know that they went to nowhere, right? They wouldn't yeah. know. Who, how is Tony going to get back from Titan? I don't know. That's a good question. Mind you, though, he could probably, he pieced together an entire Iron Man suit in an Afghanistan cave. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to MacGyver it. I think he could, yeah, he could probably piece together a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> but, though, how is he going to navigate that spaceship from wherever the hell Titan is in this universe or multiverse? I- <laughs> so, I, I, I have a feeling that Iron Man's going to survive. But I feel like uh, he's, he's going to retire. I think that he's going to get, like, a happy ending. Like, okay. it's going to be like him. He's going to give up the mantle, give up the chess piece, give up the suits. Yeah. Mary Pepper. Mary Pepper. And I mean, I'm not sure if that's the right option, but I don't think they'll kill off Cap and Iron Man. I just don't think. See, I was really 
hoping that Tony was just dead when when Thanos stabbed him. I was like, yes, they're killing Tony. This is awesome. Yeah, that would have been uh, the move. And if they hadn't been going for the original Avengers in the next one, yeah. I, I could see them have done, done doing yeah. that. Yeah, I think Cap's done. He, You almost could, like, feel it. Like, he was, like, more somber. And he was, I called him Dad Cap. He, there's, like, this somber responsibility that he had the whole film, even though he wasn't in it. I guess a ton compared to the other. There's something Avengers. with him whenever he's fighting these galactic like enemies that he just looks tired. Yeah, like he's like I can't fight. I'm not strong enough right. for this. He you knows. Know? He knows. He, yeah, he, he knows, knows he's a soldier on this battlefield. Yeah, like, he knows. He, he knows he knows he can't fight Thanos. Exactly. But it's still awesome to see him try. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And um, I just I was thinking about that. I, I was a kind of a nice touch in the the trailers when you saw that scene. That they just scrubbed out the rest of the gems in the gauntlet. Because obviously that scene is right at the end of the movie where he has five of six gems, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. They did a good job with um, some of the subversion there. Like showing the Hulk running with them, but you never actually get the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, is cool character development for Ruffalo's character. Yeah. For Bruce. Because Bruce hasn't had much time in the MCU, really. No, I mean, I I liked his what he had in Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, But yeah, really, Hulk steals the show, right? Yeah. Hulk's strongest of all. Did you guys... So you did like that then. You liked that Hulk... It annoyed me because I thought we'd get him at some point, but I think it's going to be a big thing in the next one that we're going to get like a big fucking Hulk comeback and he's going to yeah. kick some ass. I was satisfied that we had the first little fight where yeah. Hulk took on Thanos. Thanos. That was a good pieces. way to like get you jacked yeah. and started. It's interesting yeah, to, see, to see him actually be like dejected, like someone kicked my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So when I came out of that, I wasn't entirely clear on that being the distinct reason so i'm not entirely convinced that that's all of it right but i mean it totally makes sense but it was weird like at the time like i didn't even think of that i wonder if there's some shift coming where we might see uh an intelligent hulk yeah like a world war hulk like a world breaker hulk i did hear um some talk about how he's getting more and more intelligent every film, but yeah. not to that extent yet. Yeah. Because I, I heard, he, like, he, he, in this film, he was going to be the most intelligent Hulk. So I was, I was waiting for Hulk to show up because huh. uh, R- Ruffalo always seems to fucking reveal min- minor spoilers because yes. he's really bad for that. Yeah, yes. he really is. It's I, like to the point where I'm pretty sure they just, like, film his scenes separate so he doesn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's also, like, throwing some, like, lies out there, I think, too, because that, that never happened. Well, I don't know. Um, you could argue that uh, Hulk's self, uh, sense of self-preservation that That's he's true. never had before. He certainly could be some sign of a higher intelligence. Yeah, he's right? certainly the most self-aware Hulk at that point. Absolutely, absolutely. But again, that's also splitting hairs. <laughs> yes. Really, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're we're kind of breaking down different characters now. So, I kind of want to drill down into um, characters that might have surprised you might have surprised you how little they were used like i thought black widow had absolutely nothing to do in the film except kick a little ass honestly all of cap's entourage had nothing to do even like winter soldier um falcon sure war machine they just did they did a little bit of cool shit in the wakandan battle but that was about it yeah war machine was pretty badass when he was blowing stuff up yeah that was pretty awesome he he made falcon look like crap totally Yeah. (laughs) yeah he did but oh yeah um that makes me think of so Tony has all this 
sweet nanotech suits, but War Machine's still in the old ass clunky fucking. Yeah. That's <laughs> military technology for you. 20, 30 years will keep using the same thing. Yeah. I love Wakanda. I'm, oh, yes. Like, I'm loving Wakanda so much. Like, I, I really liked Wakanda after Black Panther, but man, even after Infinity War, fuck, I love Wakanda. They, Wakanda forever! It, you know what? That's what Ryan Coogler was best at in his film. He built a fantastic Wakandan world. Almost like setting a watch. You could, I mean, I know he's going to be back in directing the next Black Panther, but you can just let other people play in Wakanda as long as they keep it the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their tech is great. It feels African, not like African-American. It feels fresh, unique good characters yeah it's great and i i just loved like he didn't have a lot to do but uh king t'challa is just so badass now that he's like a perfect confident king yeah. get this man a shield they have like ready to go shield yeah those weapons were stupid though were, that's though. not what i was hoping for mind you mind you the like i liked how it was like a set piece organized battle in wakanda like they had yeah. the shield they lined in battle lines well they, and i was watching a video and um I forget what the word was, but they were shouting a word as the monster things were hitting the force field. And it was basically, it means like, hold steady, hold fast kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. It was a great fight scene. But like, if I was fighting those things, I'd be shitting myself. Oh, yeah. They're they're killing themselves to get to you. It's crazy. It's insane. That was crazy. So what are those things supposed to be, like slaves? Like, are they just... Um, so in the comic, I forget what they call them, but um, they're actually, I think, more not as mindless like they 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 serve the very same person same purpose as the chitauri did in avengers one right? right uh but in the comics they're like genetically engineered things they look very similar but they can also go invisible and they're like assassins or some okay. some weird thing i'm not entirely sure so they did draw you know inspiration from from the comics so but yeah, those things are fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how is anyone else other than Cap and ba- Black Panther handling these things? Like, totally. honestly. Well, you bring in, I mean, just Thor is so badass when he's yeah. fully charged up. So you bring That's him sweet. in and he's basically. Well, he's Kratos Thor now. Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> <He's> got- <laughs> that axe is cool. Stormbreaker is cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's another thing. How on earth did he know to buy Frost right to Wakanda? Like, whoop-de-doo, the Good axe point. has yeah. the Bifrost, yeah, actually- but he doesn't have the Heimdall all saying hi, right? Mm-hmm. Or is that part of being able to wield the Bifrost? I don't know. That's a maybe good question. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it is. But, again, uh, it's a small thing. They need. Maybe to- they didn't show him, like, going to a few different places. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Where is everybody? He, like, he, he popped through, like, HQ, Avengers HQ yeah. first. And was like, where is everybody? They left the note. In Wakanda. See you later. <laughs> like, be back in five. My, <laughs> my problem with Thor is that it doesn't... His power from, like, scene to scene or movie to movie doesn't seem consistent. Like, he was able to hold an aperture open on the forge that yeah. subjected him to the power of a trapped sun. I mean, and he's a god. Yeah. But then when he fights, yeah, it looks powerful. He's shooting lightning bolts everywhere. But it's like, is he powerful enough for a guy that can take the power of the sun and live through it? I feel like when you think about Thor 3, he was not channeling his complete power in parts of that movie. Like, it's right. like he had lost it when he lost the hammer, right? right? Yeah, exactly. So now that, he, the weapon. now that he realizes that, like, that he's not, the hammer's not Thor, he's Thor's Thor. And now that he has this powerful uh, Stormbreaker, he's even more, more powerful. He's Super Saiyan Thor. Yeah, he is. He's Super Saiyan, like, three he, Thor. Thor's weapon is akin to Cap's shield, right? 
Like, that's iconically the character. And Cap without his sweet-ass shield is not the same Cap. Right. <laughs> like, I, I was really hoping he would just get a regular shield. Like, those stupid things he had, and they were dumb. The points didn't even shoot or anything, like... Yeah, I mean, but that that was that was iconic. How like they break the shield in Civil War, right? I was thinking about it. I couldn't remember. I don't think it broke. I thought he cracked it. Yeah, I was somehow I had that in my head too, but I or maybe I, he did just throw it down. I thought he just threw it down and left. Yeah, yeah, because Tony's like, "Hey, that's mine," or whatever. Yeah, because how could you break it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know we're confusing like some comic arc where his shield explodes and yeah, and some, some. I think they showed some. There was like some promotional stuff for Civil War where the shield was cracked. That's, I think. Ah, oh, you're totally right. That's. You know? I think that's. Uh, what it was. That's where I think it's stuck yeah. in my head. That's right. Marketing. Yeah. Fucking marketing. marketing. <laughs> hey, hey, look somewhere else, boys. <laughs> I wasn't in charge. Oh, are you a marketer? Oh, apparently so. <laughs> is, that, is that our next episode? Marketing <laughs> two point Yes. Well. Had more viewers than yours. <laughs> That's because it was called Marty Party and there was very little partying. <laughs> yeah. All we're doing is and working just the out. normal amount of Marty. <laughs> yeah, we get more out of you in your monologues. Those are practically like having your own episode right there. Oh, man. What did you guys think of uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision, their relationship in the scenes She's that we had? She's so hot, I trust her. Were <laughs> <laughs> we supposed to get anything else out of that? Uh, did did you hear? Sorry, guys, to take a tangent. Did you hear that Elizabeth Olsen actually complained about her costume in that movie? Really? About being too revealing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so did gave, they change it? She wants it changed. She said, "I want it changed." Oh, to, I didn't really notice. I didn't even think she, she said all. it shows too much cleavage. It's too distracting from her character, and she wants it changed for future. Oh, future appearances. Oh, that's. I honestly did not notice that at no, all. No, I was honestly not paying attention to how sexualized it was. She, no, me no and I did, honestly, I don't think it was that sexualized. Yeah, I think I, I guess there's a little bit of cleavage I think there. I have to see it again. She's a beautiful woman, and I don't know why. I don't think they were trying to make her, you know, like exploit her. I think Marvel's been really good about that. You know what it is? I wonder if she just looks at the progression that. Um, Scarlett Johansson's character has had like when she debuted yeah, in Iron Man, Iron Man 2, 2 yeah. that oh, yeah. was incredibly sexualized. Yes. Yeah. And every time we see her, she's 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 more and more, you know, portrayed as this badass, not the sex object. To be so fair, maybe she's looking at that and being Yeah, no, I agree. I think to be fair though, when she's first introduced, I was like that's her whole like point is that she's supposed to be like a sexual That's lure. true. That's true. She's she's a femme fatale. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is her shtick, right? Yeah. But you're right also like times have changed in 10 years. Like, yeah. since she's first been introduced. Totally. Totally. Uh another uh, well this is a bit of a tangent. I watched an interview with her from one of the early ones yeah. and there was like a um, interviewer asking her about if she wore underwear under her um, <sighs> under her suit. You wouldn't get away with that. No. She, she she was like what's wrong with you? Do you, are you wearing underwear? <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you ask the director? Why don't you ask Joss? And the guy was like, uh, oh, I did. And she's like, that's even weirder. What's idiot. wrong with you? What a moron. It was insane. I think Jeremy Renner was there with her. And he's just like, oh. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I couldn't believe it. What a what a dummy. Wow. Yeah. I hope that guy got fired. Because um, that's ridiculous. Nowadays, he'd be like, yeah, he'd be hung. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <pretty> much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that is like the dumbest fucking thing ever. Isn't it? I was, oh, I was blown goodness. away by that. Um, yeah, I I felt uh, their relationship was touching. It's 
it's a really weird relationship because she's like this young woman who's in love with an android. And yeah, it's, I, it's weird. I'm trying to see where the chemistry would be because, you know, Paul Bettany is just so robotic as the vision. Yeah, and, I think, I mean, you know, and this is, uh, you can't portray this through a performance, but their connection is the mind gem, right? The mind gem gave her her powers. Vision is or was and probably won't be going forward the mind gym, right? Where I mean, who knows if we'll get another version of Vision. You know, Black Panther's sister was pulling away and doing some weird thing before she grabbed her cool gauntlets to, you know, defend against Glaive um, in the in the lab or whatever, right? So I'm sure we're going to get some iteration of Vision coming yeah. back, right? Maybe that could be, you know, an ace up the sleeve in uh, Infinity War Part 2. Who knows, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I I was cool with it. I mean, it's fine. I like both those characters. I mean, they're like honestly the least fleshed out characters. Yes, right. And by she, far, she, in the she entire by far MCU. in like the main like roster of the Avengers yeah. is the least fleshed out. Totally, and that's an Avengers two issue. It's like we we've been yeah. having that problem since Age of Ultron. Yeah, well, and honestly, they they don't get spotlight. Like no, they both. They both came into the character that they currently are portraying at the end of Age of Ultron, right? Yes. When Scarlet and Quicksilver, you know, decide to switch sides, basically, right? They defect. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Vision is made in, like, the last third of Age of Ultron, right? And then we see them again in Civil War when really they're they're basically they're there to fill the roster for the fight, the airport fight, right? Totally. Like, yeah. so they don't they don't. They haven't had the, the time, right? I mean, Black Panther gets his own movie. Black Panther is an incredibly fleshed out character. Yes. Right? And so mm-hmm. is Thor now. You know, a lot yeah. of these characters are right. incredibly fleshed out. They, so, and I was going to say the same thing. They all have their own time away from the Avengers spotlight. Yes, that's right. I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head. As you say that, I'm kind of going, wow, that that is why I feel this chasm between the main roster who has become so fleshed out, you know, and... A few other characters, especially Scarlet Witch, you know, just because she is supposed to be part of the main roster, but we know not a ton about her. We don't know, like, really her motivations. And, I mean, if you want to throw Hawkeye in there, then, like, wow, that chasm is gigantic. Yeah. It wasn't even in the movie. I know. But it's, like, (laughs) it's going to be awkward when they bring him back, almost. They'll be like, oh, Clint, yeah, you're a guy. You were supposed to be here. And you've been gone for so long. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, obviously they're going to gloss over that. They gave them each, both Hawkeye and Ant-Man, a throwaway line, right? And um, but now I forget what I was I was going to say to that point. Oh yeah, oh, Scarlet Witch. Like we didn't we didn't even we didn't even get to see her grieve for her brother for God's sake, yeah, right? No. Like we never saw that development that could have been really huge for her character. Like hey, you didn't even get to see her grieve for Vision. She just dusted. That's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's totally true. Like, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, re- when you really think about it, like, there are definitely some weak links, just as a result of the, a decade of these characters, right? But they're not all. Ha- they've not all been here for a decade, and they all get a certain amount of spotlight at certain times too, right? That's a gr- that's a thing that really will dictate how much time they can possibly give a character is just when they're inserted into this timeline and this this you know whole 
10-year arc that they've been building over these last three phases, which is you know unfortunate, but the strength of the other characters make those glaring issues, right? Yes. Yeah. Which, uh, realistically, they have very few glaring issues. Yeah, absolutely. And They're it, always you know, solid outings. As we go to review, like, rank the 19 films later, Woo! which is going to be quite the endeavor, you know, you have to look, and even the ones that are in the middle, which, you know, you could say were, like, the mediocre ones, are generally really good. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you the know, thing, right? Like, the bottom of these, like, number 19 is still a good film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all watchable. Totally, yeah. Yes, right. I could argue, I think, that, like, my bottom two and three, I would never watch again, willingly. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know. I We'll get there. Are, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm about, we could, I'm about to, to say, like, are we ready to, re- like, well, give do we want to speculate on... Yeah, maybe let's do that first. Like, okay. we're, we're speculate, review, on the next and then we'll... Speculate, we'll review... Infinity War, right? Well, and then rate. we'll review our our thing. Okay, okay yeah. Speculation time. Well, so it, I just have one. I'm assuming Loki's dead. Yeah. Like he's toast. He's gotta be okay. You gotta assume that everybody who died before the the Gauntlet Snap is dead. Dead. Other than maybe Gamora, because right. she is tied and to Vision. Thanos and the Soul Gem and Vision. So and then that Vision. leaves us with a dead Heimdall and a dead Loki. That's not much carnage, not much. really. <laughs> yeah, who else? Like nobody. It wasn't there? There must have been somebody. No. No, you're right. I guess there's nobody guess else. You're totally right. Like, yeah. yeah. Everyone else just got dusted. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I could see them keeping Gamora dead, but I could also see them not. Like it could go either way. Well, I see. I thought I read somewhere that the Gamora plays a large part in Guardians Volume Three. Yeah. Which again goes to the point where like outside of this universe and your engrossment in it shit gets ruined <laughs> yeah but you know you could even have a guardians volume three being like quill's quest to find her or something like could be even separate from that well you could also there's a large gap between volume two and infinity war right? we could have a movie that takes any it plays any in any amount of time between those two movies True. too yeah i mean i, I mean i like, doubt it though I, yeah i know yeah. exactly right once we're done with avengers 4 it's gonna move past it right you we're have not gonna to, we're yeah. never gonna see anything dated before that now i don't think so not with um unless it's a, like a period piece like captain marvel where we're going back like 20 yeah years. but you gotta think that the setting of her movie is purposely done yes. for story reasons right? no yeah I, for, I agree for overall yeah to fit the pieces in yeah and i, I do agree and i really yeah i'd have to say i, I would be doubtful to see us step back in any way yeah, i think yeah, one, yeah. i think once we move past thanos that i mean they built thanos since the beginning Yes, they have. So yeah. now they have to, if they're smart, they're going to be building to something else. Yeah. I mean, man, I don't even know what phase four is going to look like, really. Like, what the hell are they going to do? Are they going to, like, tone it all back down? And- well, Vulture. Vulture. <laughs> he's coming, he's <laughs> coming back. He's coming back. Vulture 2.0. Bigger, badder, better, flying even higher. <laughs> you know we joke but can I, you take we, me <laughs> higher creed baby creed back to our high school days um yeah i think vulture's for sure gonna come back at least in the next oh. homecoming film well okay we're, we're getting we're off topic we're, we're, we're talking about avengers 4 in 2019 okay. may of 2019 what do we think is gonna happen where do we go from here so um obviously there are some roots that they could draw from infinity war comic arc right um which could involve Nebula getting her hands on the gauntlet, because um, in the arc, like Thanos basically is torturing Nebula, like 
burning her flesh off but keeping her alive and like and then there's she finds a weak uh, an air uh, opportunity to, to retrieve the gauntlet from thanos she immediately undoes everything he just did in the last 24 hours <laughs> which is uh, funny but like gonna happen right like something like that's gonna happen or i'm wondering if like the soul gem if it's still intact it's gonna get destroyed right somehow and then that'll reset things like mm-hmm. i don't think it's gonna be anything actionable actionably useful with the gauntlet right like i don't i don't even know i, don't I just know. wonder if they're gonna move past the stones entirely like the, but at the end of this are the stones gonna be just all gone. destroyed gone you gotta think so i think they have to yeah yeah because uh, they can't have those things kicking around, right? No, no. I really think you, to the only way you can build on this, like this storyline, is to slowly introduce other aspects of the Marvel universe that they are acquiring now. Yeah. So that Disney is acquiring. Yeah, all the cosmic stuff. Yeah, the cosmic, the right. Fantastic Four. If sure. they go that way, X Men, whatever. Build it at the ground level again and build up bigger, right? Oh, yeah, I mean that's. That'd I be think cool. that's the way to go. I think do X Men versus the Avengers. Pulling from that comic arc, that could be sweet as fuck to see on screen. That could be fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, that could be crazy cool. Yeah, if they do the do a build to it, yeah, m- maybe that is where you go, and that's the civil war we always wanted. Yeah, in Man, that, that case, would be cool. in that case, I think that Disney should maybe strip down and recast the X Men again. Oh yeah, they gotta get rid of all of this. Yeah. This, you know, sorry to say, Fastbender and McAvoy, get rid of them. Yeah, um, I think after this next one, this bullshit Dark Phoenix trap they're gonna try to pull Ugh. next next one. That's just stupid. It's just Apocalypse was so stripped down, rebuild it. Take your time casting. Make sure you nail the casting, like Marvel usually does. Well, talk about low expectations. Yeah, if that's even remotely good, I guess I'll be satisfied. <laughs> Because <laughs> right. yeah, Apocalypse if was so bad. A single redeeming quality for that yeah. next X Men movie, then okay. I, I watched. Is it, it just called Dark X Men Dark Phoenix? What's what's the title of it? What's the subtitle? I can't remember. Honestly. I don't even know. I don't yeah, know. I I think that I mean they hit their high point really like first class and uh, um, days of future days Pass. of future Pass was good. It was good. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to no. be, but it was still good. I but, mean, it was again fell into the being the Wolverine show, right? Yeah, the, which is the draw for those X or was the draw yeah. for those X Men movies. And frankly, their best films were the ones that took place kind of outside of their main X-Men films like yeah. Logan and probably Deadpool honestly yeah. were yeah. other you know X2 obviously was really good and like but realistically Logan being the probably the best X-Men film yeah yeah, yeah and it's like even tough to call it an X-Men film right yeah like um, I'm trying to think of something that's similar to it no it was kind of like, it's, like it's a basically it's drama it only exists as a result of its of all the things that has come before it but it's still set apart from it, right? Like, it's weird. Yeah. But again, we're getting distracted. I was, we are, um, yeah. Okay, so what I was saying, my point about following some com- story comic arcs. So Nebula may get the gauntlet, re- you know, reverse things. Uh, at the end of that whole arc, like, Thanos basically teams up with them to take down Nebula, and, like, Adam Warlock ends up solving stuff, and then, like, Thanos becomes, like, the keeper of the soul gem, or no, the mind gem, or one of the gems. Like, it's really, like, weird, right? Thanos, like, kind of semi-reforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam Warlock's probably going to show up probably in Guardians 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've heard that uh, Warlock's going to serve a very different purpose than he did in the mm-hmm. Infinity War comic arc. Um, it's going to pretty much probably have nothing to do with it. He's going to be, I think, the villain in Volume 3, maybe. Okay. Uh, or he's going to play a large part in Volume 3. So he's going to be very different than what was depicted 
uh, in the comics, I think. I know nothing about Adam Warlock. I don't really part. know anything about him either, but he's intrinsically linked to the Soul Gem. So the very the very way they uh, revealed where the Soul Gem was, automatically Warlock's going to have nothing to do with it, right? Basically, Warlock is like, I think actually very much like Vision has the gem in like his forehead um, and he's got like this bad version of himself. Like it's, it's weird. I really don't know all, all about him, but uh, he, in the comics, he plays a, a really large part in, in the Infinity War story arc as far as like kind of rallying people and being a, he's a pretty powerful dude too, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's weird, like, because we saw, like, there was a teaser of seeing his, like, cocoon in the end of, uh, which I think it was Dark World, right? When they drop off the reality stone to the collector, you see, like, his, because he, like, goes in these cocoons and, like, only wakes up when he's, like, needed. So if he were to appear, he already would have appeared. I feel like there was something with him at the end of Guardians 2 as well. Like, there was some sort of scene. Like, like another teaser type thing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I can't remember, though. Howard the Duck. Bring him back to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I don't know what they do now. Like, the thing about the comic arc is that entire comic arc basically took place over... You know, out in space on this big giant floating throne that Thanos constructed for himself, right? It's a, it's totally different. So I don't know what the hell they do. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously they have to find Thanos, right? They're gonna think like, oh, okay, we gotta find Thanos to reverse whatever the hell just happened. Yeah, I mean, this has to be like the coming together of the Avengers again. Like, I think that's gonna be the point of this. Like, yeah, you know, it's a theme they touch on in the film several times that we don't trade lives. But I feel like that's going to have to be what they do to save these people. They're going to have to trade some lives yeah. to save half the universe. Yep. And I think that's really something they're going to build to in this Avengers 4. Like, we're going to yeah. lose people. We're going to lose main characters to save, you know, like, a bil- like trillions of lives. Right. Which is, I think, fair at that point. Yeah. Well, I think so too. I mean, it's it's a it's a big like ends justify the means things, right? Which is yeah. really Thanos' whole shtick and the most heroic thing these guys could do. Totally. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if Captain Marvel is going to like retrieve Tony. Yeah, I was thinking that. That's like the only character, the only person who could because she do has it. intergalactic like things. Yeah, and, like, you know, they they've said like power wise, she's right up there. She's in like their, the most powerful in their Marvel universe. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. going to be cool. I mean, I think... It's going to be sweet. <sighs> She's seen her throw down with Thanos. But, I mean, yeah. if Thanos doesn't have the power stone working for him in a minute, I don't know. Yeah, he's powerful, like, already. Yeah. Like, as it is, but... Um, Certainly different levels, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's not probably not, not nigh indestructible like he is at right. the end of... Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I mean, from the sounds of it, like, Brie Larson's, like, all in on this character. Like... Yeah. It sounds like this... And I'm, I'm excited to see it. It comes out two months before the next Avengers. Yeah, and there is a lot riding on that film. Like so much. I mean, could you imagine if Black Panther had been like awful, and then okay, Infinity Wars around the corner? Like it would have put a damper on it, to for Mm -hmm. sure, but not necessarily to the extent that this film would. Where this, well, maybe it would have because Wakanda does play a huge role in Infinity War. Yeah, Um, and I think it's the same thing. Like she's gonna. It it doesn't matter if Ant Man sucks because you know he's Ant Man. He's gonna have a you know a couple throwaways probably in the next Avengers. But if yeah. Captain Marvel sucks, this is going to be a blow. Yeah, it's going to be. It really will. Now, do you think uh, Avengers 4 is going to be... Like, what What do you think the time frame is going to lead directly after 
Infinity War Part 1? Or do you think there's going to be some gap of time? Like, where do you think it's going to pick up? Because hard, hard generally, yeah. every movie pretty well falls in line time-wise with the year it's been released. Like, yeah. kind of, right? Pretty close. But th- there's no way there's going to be a year of MCU time in between these no, two No, I kind of right? feel like this is Part 1 and Part 2. Yeah. I kind of feel like like a, uh, like a yeah. reloaded revolutions yeah. thing, like Matrix. Yeah, and even the way they filmed it, they filmed it back to back, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Ant Man takes place before it Infinity. Has to, right, Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp must come before Infinity War. And I think that's kind of like going to be their they're off doing their own thing, whatever. Something happens, they're out of commission. Um, because obviously. You can't show in Ant-Man and Wasp half the universe is going. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. Right. So, and no one would care about anything anymore because half the world's gone. Right. We'd be sitting there like, okay, we don't give a fuck about this movie. We yeah. want to know what the hell they're going to do about, yeah. you know, half the entire you know, universe being wiped yeah. out. Yeah. Have fun robbing this person. Who cares? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Life is meaningless. Right. <laughs> right. So, I, I, that's got to be the case. Uh, obviously, I, I'm pretty sure the next Avengers is going to pick up right after. Yeah, that makes the most sense, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, I have no comic reading knowledge, so all I know is what you guys are saying about potential future stuff. But, um, I mean, it's really not that far away. And there's not that, I mean, it's a year, but there's just a few little filler movies in between. There's only, I mean, how many Marvel movies are coming in between now and next May? Like two, right? Two, yeah. 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 Ant-Man and Marvel. Right. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot that Nebula is on Titan with Tony, so. Right? Like, Nebula didn't get wiped out. Nebula and Tony are on Titan. Yeah, yeah, they're both there, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure the two of them could piece together some ship that could get them back to Earth. Right. Assuming Nebula would even want to go with Stark. Why the hell would Nebula, like, she'd be like, well, fuck. Or she'd probably still want to find Thanos to kill him. Yeah. Especially now that he's significantly depowered compared to the first time she tried to assassinate him. She's a compelling character. Like, Yeah, I, she's, yeah. like, when you, when you first saw her, like, she was, like, kind of throwaway. Yeah. But I think she was one of the highlights in Volume 2. Yes. And, yeah, I really like her character. I mean, I just, I really love the scene where he's, like, basically, Thanos has her, like, dissected. Yeah. And just, like, was watch letting, like, forcing Gamora to watch him torture her. Yeah. And, like... Gamora being like, well, like, she looks this way and is this way because of our childhood. Like, it was a do or die, right? Like, it was her surviving being Thanos' kid that put Nebula in this very position that she finds herself in, like, 15 years later or whatever. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Nebula. She's a cool character. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with... with well, Part four. I, I just really think we're gonna see Cap dead for sure. Yeah, he, it's gotta happen. He's right? he's gotta be gone. I think. I mean, the obvious decision is Bucky takes up the mantle. Um, yeah, but or Falcon or Falcon. But okay, so like, there's another little thing, like because they've been calling him White Wolf. White Wolf. That's like some Black Panther character uh, too. Like, yeah. who knows? Like, I don't know. Right? It's, it could be a nod. Could be. I don't know. He had like nothing to do in that movie, so who knows? Exactly. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure he loves Wakanda. Who wouldn't want to live in Wakanda? Oh, yeah. I just assume that everyone goes around shouting Wakanda forever all uh, the time. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. Why, why would you do anything else? No, I would be doing it like every time I saw I haven't made like the greeting. Like, yeah. Wakanda forever! God, I love that. I fucking love that. 
Yeah, you know, I'm thinking of canceling my vacation this summer and going to Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah, we want to rate? Yeah, okay, let's do it. Uh, I'll start. Um, man, uh, this is tough. I hate doing this. I think I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Yeah, 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Boom. I give it uh, nine infinity gems out of 10. I'm going to give it a nine Brolin death stairs out of 10. (laughs) Because honestly, there are so few flaws to draw out of this film that, and I was so thoroughly entertained and more in ways than I expected that I I can't punish it just for the sake of making a a nice sounding but lower rating. So I'll give it a nine. That's what my heart says. You're right. I also give it a nine. Yay. (laughs) It's got to be right. It it, it just feels like a nine. It just feels like like in my heart of hearts that that movie was a nine. Yeah. Yes. I'm just like, I'm in my, like, I'm looking at our ranking. Like, we just rank them. Like, I always say, I much prefer ranking yes. as opposed to rating. But then I look at my rank list and I look at where I put it. And, like, if this is a nine, then that makes everything above it higher than a nine. But that's. I don't always feel that way, though. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. It's, it's right. weird. Nines across the board. Good job, there Marvel go. Studios. That's a good one for us to give all nines. That's really yes. good. Yeah. That's real. That's like Ragnarok good. Yeah, because I think Moby gave Ragnarok an eight. Yeah. Yeah. What? I- yeah, I eight? think it, when we went back. Yeah, I mean, I hey, and Marty, I both gave it tens. Yeah, wow. And I watched it again, and I gave it an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good the second time. <laughs> All right, we want to get on to our uh, ranks. Yeah, yeah. Marvel rankings. All right. So I'm guessing, of course, we're gonna want to start at the bottom and move up. Yeah. Do you guys want to just kind of? Uh, how do we want to do this? I say we just go around and around and around and just give like a quick blurb, like you know, this is number nineteen. This is we're going to do that for all 19 entries? No way we're doing that. Well, but I'm just saying like a sentence or two and then pass it on. You guys don't want to... Sorry. I let's. Uh, why I we... think we should each just run through. Yeah. And then we can discuss if we each think okay. that, hey, that's a weird spot for that. Yeah. Maybe we can pinpoint okay. that because a lot of my reasonings are based on where other things are in the list, mm-hmm. right? They don't just like slot in and it's in its own little bubble why it's this number. Like, you know what you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I'd like yeah. to do it this way. I'm thinking we start out with 19, like we each go around and we'll do the we'll do 19 to 11, which are the the, the worst ones. Oh, ah, okay. And, then and we'll do top 10. And then we'll do the top 10. The top 10 we'll talk about in more detail if we have some disagreements. Okay. okay. I think. And if something shows up that we're like what's wrong with you guys in 19 to 11, then yeah, we'll interrupt. All right, I like that. All right. Here I'll start first. Okay. All right, so my number 19 being the worst one, uh Thor Dark World. Uh, then uh, 18, Incredible Hulk. 17 would be the first Thor. 16 was Iron Man 2. 15, Avengers Age of Ultron, which really, honestly, the more I think about it, those that could be anywhere in there. I just yeah. I don't really care about any of those films. Uh, 14 being Ant-Man. 13 being Guardians 2. 12 being Iron Man 3. And 11 being Captain America First Avenger. Wow. Wow. Mm. Moby? 
Yeah, so my 19 is actually a not applicable uh, Doctor Strange. I just haven't seen it, so I can't... Uh... That's okay. That's also Leland's number 19. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will be. He put it lower. He put it 25. He'd make a 25 just for <laughs> He assumed that the next six films would be better. <laughs> uh, my, my 18 is The Incredible Hulk, just because I don't remember it at all. And I it's basically an NA, a not applicable, but just because I can't remember it. Uh, my number 17 is Thor The Dark World. We all don't really like that. Uh, my number 16 is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Tried too hard. Disappointing. My 15, no surprise again, Iron Man 2. Drone Better is the only better <laughs> thing in that whole film. The only memorable thing. Uh, now, this is where I, I diverge a little bit from you guys. And you guys might start... Th- there are some of my top 10 you guys are going to question. And this is, that means some that you have in your top 10 are going to be in my bottoms. So my number 14 is Thor, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number 13 is. <laughs> Just get out your fucking numbers, dude. Iron Man Hurry 3. Up. <laughs> 13 is Iron Man 3. It's like the same as me. 12 Jesus. is Captain America, the first Avenger. And 11 is Ant Man. Well, that didn't differ from me at all. So that's pretty close, everybody. (laughs) My 19, Thor Dark World. 18, Age of Ultron. 17, Guardians Volume 2. Number 16, Iron Man 2. Number 15, Incredible Hulk. Number 14, Doctor Strange. (laughs) Number 13, Thor. Number 12, Ant Man. And 11, coming with Spider Man Homecoming. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so not really that different because. Pretty close. So. Why don't we go around then for the next next one? So like we'll go to we'll you know you want to do it this way like we'll give our ten nine eight seven okay okay so my ten was Spider Man Homecoming seemed like a reasonable spot for it yeah Moby yeah that's only one below mine yeah where I put it <laughs> okay this is the part where I just want to say enjoyment of the film not uh, quality I'm just getting ready to stab you don't worry okay. Infinity War is my number ten. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Uh, my number 10 is the first Avengers. Okay. okay. Now, uh, before we continue, though, I do have a question. Is well, You brought up the enjoyment thing. Is that how you base this list off? Yes. Which films do I just plain like the most is probably three quarters, and one quarter is do I think it's a good film. Hmm. Okay. So, so I, I did mine a little different. So did I. Okay. I, I basically looked at... Um, yeah, obviously straight up enjoyment, but a lot of my top 10 were rated higher because of their effect on the MCU mm. and the importance in the MCU of those specific Me too. Movies. I thought of it that way. I thought yeah. if this movie changed the landscape or if it introduced something that we've, if it made a, a lasting impact, like it introduced something that we've held on to for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so my number 10 was Avengers. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. Uh, number nine for me was Doctor Strange. Wow. So not that high. Pretty good. Top yeah. 10, though. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it introduced a new element with the mystical. And That's I like, true. And I like Doctor Strange as a character. And I really like the, the main villain in that. And there's a lot I like about it. My number nine is Black Panther. Great world building. Just shitty action and didn't really like the uh, bad guy. Yeah. My number nine is Iron Man 3. Okay. Okay. And it made it a top 10 because I feel like uh, other than the first Iron Man, 
this was like the last time where I really liked Tony Stark. Yes, and I like Iron Man 3 as well. And I would have ranked it higher. But there's, I think when I remember coming out of the theater and going... I didn't. It didn't really blow me away, and I think it was because of the way he's he's underpowered for most of the film, mm-hmm. and it's, it's it is character development, and it does you know build him actually as a character again. And you're right, is last time that he has like he holds the movie on his shoulders. Yeah, but uh, it I guess it knocked it out of top ten for me. Yeah, that's interesting. I uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I don't know why I really also like this one. I think Mandarin liked... was stu- kind of stupid. See, I didn't mind that. That's fine. Um, I I really liked just like Tony wielding only a single gauntlet and a fucking submachine gun. I don't know. I just Yeah. That's like the best thing ever. It's one of those ones I haven't seen in years too. That's true. That's true. But I mean I think of it like especially comparing it to Iron Man 2, uh it's definitely oh, better than Iron yeah. Man 2. Yeah, when you go that route for sure. Right. Um but then it I don't know, it was the first like third installment, right? Yeah, we had for any of these characters, and I really think it did a good job of bouncing that singular characters franchise back up to a level of quality that it should be at. So, and that was what, like 2013? Man, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was because yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it. It was 2013. So that was only five years ago. Yeah, it was like a lot longer. It really does. It really does. So my uh, number eight was uh, Captain America: Civil War. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little surprised it's at that level, but uh, wow. No, I think at this level, though, like, they're all good. Yeah, so, yeah that's a good It's point. really hard to, unless, point. you know, you put the and, weird one in and there. And speaking of all good, my number eight is Avengers Age of Ultron. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I really liked it. I liked Spader as the villain. Um, wow. It didn't absolutely blow me away, but I was, I really enjoyed it. Wow. Oh. Interesting. Holy shit. Well, my number eight is Captain America First Avenger. Oh, okay. And again, it is it's it was instrumental in one the lead into the Avengers. But I think it thrived despite being really it was made to lead in. Like its mm. its whole purpose was that lead in, but I really I really feel like it, it thrived and it did a great job of introducing Chris Evans Captain America. And I unlike Iron Man two, which did not thrive leading in, ex- right? Exactly, right? Like, yeah, because Iron Man two saved was in the same vein of that serving that purpose, right? Yes. Iron Man two was really the the start of the Avengers Initiative too, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I I really I mean, yeah, everyone knows I got a man boner for Chris Evans, but I really I really liked it. I really liked it more than I thought. And I think it was it's important to the MCU. So my number eight. Okay. Uh, number seven for me is Black Panther. It honestly, I had it actually in top five at one point, and I lowered it because the action. If the action had been amazing and the CGI had been great, I think it would have been my top in my top five. Wow. Really mm-hmm. liked it. My number seven is Captain America Winter Soldier. Really liked the political kind of down to earth uh, feel they went with it. I I don't really like how uh, Captain America has so much of a bromance for Bucky, no matter what he does. But I know it's part of the story, and I feel like it's shit. less of a bromance and it's more his, of just his best fucking friend. It's like it's the last uh, vestige your best he's friend had. is a fucking mind fucked serial killer. That's the literally the last th- thing that he has in the entire world from his 
old yeah. life. Yeah. How, I, could, how could he not hold on to that? Because I'd rather hold on to the hot blonde that works Oh my for God, you're such yeah. a fucking idiot. <sighs> yeah, it's Thank so, you, it's so in line really with his character it. to hold on to Bucky. I know. Like he's, he is that guy. And I'm admitting that. I'm just saying I don't like it. Fine. But you like you're entitled Aven- to your but you like Age opinion. of Ultron? Yes, because I like James Spader and I like watching. Oh my Vision god! Doctor yeah, Spader. he was a perfect voice. Like he was a perfect cast for Ultron. But Ultron was a shitty, written, poorly written character. He had he, he was, was one dimension. He was a gar- yes. He was a fucking garbage villain. I love, like I love every it. other villain we've had in the MCU except there Thanos. were a lot of other cool moments in that film. Though. No, it was so stupid. Oh. I can't remember a thing that stands out in that film. <laughs> Nothing they destroyed a country basically. What did what did do? Okay, you like okay. that better than Infinity War? I, I, that's shocking to me. <sighs> oh, what number are we on? Seven, right? <laughs> seven, My number yeah. seven is Iron Man. Okay. So that's a phenomenal first album yes. for that character. Yes. Yeah. And it's only number seven because of the quality of the rest of this MCU. Yes. Like, that, well, without Iron Man, we don't have the other films. Exactly. Yeah. Iron Man 1 is, was so good. Yeah. I mean, yes, it has its flaws. Oh, yeah. It fell. In, it started the trend of that poor final fight that yeah. the yes. Marvel movies just kind of had through for a while there, right? Uh, and it continued that right into Iron Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly... Also in Iron Man 3. Yes. <laughs> I'll admit that for sure. But that, man, that was like, per- talk about perfect casting. I, Robert Downey Jr. That was exactly Beautiful where casting I was going to jump Tony in. Stark. And his casting was so good, it made the movie. Like his character of Tony Stark, that's what you remember from the film. Absolutely. was how great he was. And it made you excited. Like if they casted Tony Stark so well, they're going to cast everyone else hopefully this way. Right, right. And so me as a guy who was an amateur actor and really into performances, I started to really look for that. And thankfully, they pretty much hit it out of the park. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Yeah, I think Terrence Howard made a huge mistake. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, did he ever. I want more money. He was not as good, though. You know, that's funny. That was a discussion Moby and I had. We were talking about casting choices and how on on point it marvel is and we we're trying to think was there really a poor casting i think tower terrence howard falls into that i don't he's compared to don cheadle oh yeah yes. compared yes. to don cheadle's war don cheadle is way better not great casting all i can take away from that his like role in that movie was him yelling tony tony yes <laughs> tony <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also uh, that was a great impression yeah and he's like next time <laughs> at least he's the suit that's all i remember yeah Except there was no next time. Yeah. Sorry, He Terrence. took himself out of the equation. The problem <laughs> fixed itself. I want to raise. No, Give your, me more your money. Recast. I'm Terrence Howard. <laughs> Jeez. Well, only uh, Robert Downey Jr. can ask for $100 million a movie. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. So oh, that was no. my number seven. All right. Man. So number six is the original Avengers. I think that for a movie that brings it with the first one to bring together everybody like that yeah. i think it did a great job it really did and obviously there's mm-hmm. there's some weakness in that i mean there's a little bit of pacing issues in yeah that. but some ups and downs with uh hulk yeah a like bit right too. in the middle when yeah. the hulk's kind of when, he bra- when loki like you know yeah somehow manipulates him to raging out yeah and then like hawkeye's a bad guy for part of the film I think. oh yeah, yeah totally yeah <laughs> but the near the end when he like goes Hulk smash he's like I'm all, you know what the you know the key to my like my I'm secret always, is I'm I, always yeah, angry. Exactly. that is so cool that yeah, really that is cool awesome. yeah yeah Moby uh, my number six is Spider Man Homecoming wow I'm, I'm not a Spider Man guy and you guys know that well you're and a Keaton fanboy I I am a Keaton <laughs> fanboy 
And I loved like the little 80s references, like was Ferris Bueller. I thought that the other supporting characters, the teens were all well done. So it really kind of just surprised me when I had very low expectations just because I don't care about the character that much. That's a great scene in Infinity War with his uh, little friend, too. He's like, make a distraction. We're all going to (laughs) die. Oh, and then Stan Lee's cameo, though. You guys have never seen an alien spaceship before. (laughs) It just keeps driving. That was good. That was a good pick, Um, even though that was my number 11. (laughs) My number six is Black Panther. Mm. And that surprises me, Marty, that I have this ranked higher than in yeah, you when you considering you our Black Panther movie. review, yes. <laughs> but you know what though, Leland, I was I saw the film in the theater with you, and that was like the first time where as soon as the credits and and stuff had finished rolling, where you're like, that was a great movie. You just looked for wow, it. You okay, actually yeah. said that. And usually I, these have to build in your mind. Yes, over they a do. Of hours but I really, really love Wakanda. And I yes. love T'Challa. Oh man, I like King T'Challa is the coolest character. He just is like so. All the growth that they fit into that single movie of his. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't even know if you can call it growth. It was more like he just comes to this realization of of the man that he wants to be and needs to be for Wakanda. And it's just, man. Yeah. That, it's, was really it, that it's different than what he has been told. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like he's he's forging his own identity. future and I guess identity and the future of Wakanda. And it really is a good movie. It really is. And he, he feels very king-like. Like, he, he moves slowly, but very confidently, yeah. you know, when yeah. he crosses his arms. And you just see him as, like, a very benevolent king. He's very believable. Totally. One, t- one time where the hype for that movie really was justified. Oh, yeah. It was totally really good. So. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Oh, sorry to interrupt. But I want to go back to it for a second. One question I had is, like, why is the... Um, the camouflage still over Wakanda. Like, yeah, they they mentioned that they have now gone public, but not that public, I guess. I guess to protect them as well. Like, I, I assume. So it, they're offering up some of their advancements. Yeah, I guess it's not a whole like, hey, yeah. we're here. Well, and I don't think they want to be flooded with like economic migrants or anything like that either. People yeah, people basically yeah, like you're rich, so let's all just go. that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah I just was like, oh, that's. Interesting. I thought about that too. Yeah, yeah. But I think that is the reason. Yep. All right. Number okay. five. So top five. Uh, yeah, my number five is Avengers Infinity War. Mm. Not Age of Ultron. Uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I actually had a hard time with this in Black Panther because I think Black Panther is such a good movie. But I left Infinity War thinking it did a lot for the universe. And it sets up a lot for the next Avengers. As far as Avengers films go, I think it was the best one. And Thanos was great in it. You know, for all its, you know, weaknesses, I think the strengths are so much higher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My number five is Thor Ragnarok. Definitely, I had, it was weird because I knew how much of it was ad-libbed and it was like turning Thor into a comedy. And I was like, really, is this thing going to work? And then it totally worked. And it was totally awesome and just hilarious. I loved Thor when he was powered up fighting. Man to the Immigrant song and just, oh, it's so awesome. My number five is Infinity War, Ooh. a.k.a. the Thanos show. Yeah, <laughs> no, we agree. Yeah, that top five for sure. It really is, you're right, it is the best Avengers movie. And, man, it really, it's like finally it's like sunk in after seeing it. Like just how amazing this movie was. Like the, the phenomenal job that they did with this movie. 
I had to digest it for a bit. Like, and, but they did it. It was really, they really. They pulled it great. off. They honestly they pulled it off. Yeah, I just they, can't believe it. It's they like, did the impossible, honestly. Like, what should be impossible to build a universe for 19 films and to, to have that 19th take, bring it all together in right, some way? Right. All the buildup is pay is paying off, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I just can't believe they've done it. It's crazy. Like, hopefully the next one's not like a Matrix Revolutions where it yeah, right. Such oh. a we gotta protect Zion. Hey, that was my favorite of all the Matrix. <laughs> You're an idiot. Oh. What the fuck are we doing making this podcast with you? You're an idiot. Oh shit. You're the up, movie Leland. guy. Oh, yeah, my I am the Christ. movie guy. You, you need you, to learn you, your you, shit. You, man. you do know that they go one, two, and three, right? Like that is the order of how good they are. Yes. Like they, the no. first one's the best. Yep. The second far. one is awesome because that's great action. Oh. Yep. And the third one is just terrible. Yeah, it's garbage. I agree that the third one wasn't that great. I still enjoyed it. But you just said you just said it's your favorite. No, I said the second is my favorite. Oh, you said Re- oh, we're, we're, talking we're talking about revolutions. Is the oh, third one? Shit. Yes. Sorry. Okay. I missed, oh, you, I missed oh, that. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. okay. Like re- I can accept Reloaded. Uh, yeah, okay. I can get a movie. You're wrong, That's but okay. I can accept <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, the, the original is the Am best. Am I still an trilogy. idiot, Leland, for for uh, Reloaded specifically for enjoying Revolutions? No. Nope. But but no, for saying Reloaded is my favorite, and I'm saying specifically. In this instance, you're not an idiot. Okay. <laughs> wow. I love how you make me an idiot in, like, little compartments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already beefed you off for Age of Ultron being in the top ten. I know. Jesus I, Christ. I pussied out. I need Tribulus or something because I didn't go back at you. All right. Enough. Number four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number four being the original Iron Man. For the, Ooh, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, the that's sa- for the same reasons Leland stated, I think it's it. Without that film, we don't have the others. Without that film, we don't have Robert Downey Jr., which sets up great casting down the road, except for a few, you know, mistakes. But yeah, there's problems with the film. It's not the best Marvel film, no. but it 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 is not as good a film as. But probably. you're saying it's the fourth best Marvel film. Well, I'm saying it's the fourth on my. I rank it number four, but when it comes to fourth best movie, I don't think it's the best movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I definitely think without it, it deserves to be number four. That's why. Yeah, it's, it certainly needs to be up there. Like it's it's very important to the MCU. Yeah, yeah. No good good pick there, Marty. Uh, my number four is the original Avengers. I was just so stoked for that for the idea that you had these separate universes that were all going to combine. I'm a fan of Hollywood's old epics from the 1950s and 60s and 70s where they would take like major actors and put them all together in one movie. But we never really had that for a number of years like super movies, and it didn't disappoint. It was great. It was really well done for the most part, and I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, my number four, uh, Captain America Civil War. Mm. And I'm surprised. that might be a little high. I'm surprised. And the I think reason, that's a little high. The reason I'm surprised is when after we we saw it, I remember you not being like, num- it wouldn't have been a number four on your list. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm I'm thinking that's maybe a little high, redacted. Yeah, but I I don't know where I would put it. I think I would still put it in top ten. It's just top ten. I think maybe I'd put it at number seven. I think I I would put it above Captain America First Avenger. Okay. So, uh, that would then make black panther my number five and my number four would then actually be infinity war okay i think i need to revise that a little now i'm not going to say what it is yeah but i i do find it interesting there is one marvel film that us three are going to have in our top three and i think that's going to say a lot about that film i know which it is if you guys have included yet i'm sure we'll know of course yeah yeah, i I didn't forget about it so 
to reiterate, my number four is Infinity War. Number five, Black Panther. Number six, Iron Man. Number seven, Captain America Civil War. Yep. Okay, I think that's better. Okay. I think that's better. Well, now top three. Oh, here we go. The big ones. Number three. Now, before you go, I'm going to say that outside of these top three, like four to ten, I think pretty interchangeable, right? Yeah. You guys agree? As far as quality, like thinking from your guys' Except for Age of Ultron. (laughs) (laughs) I will accept that from your point of view. But I, I really feel like, for me, my top three are cemented in, and I will not and won't change i had a hard time with the top three with with where i wanted them because i feel like they're all very similar for me as i'm looking at it now i kind of want to change my mind a little bit and wow. I, I i think i'm going to you know Ooh, what you're gonna pull you audible. do you I, know what moby i think there are two movies that we neither of us have said that's going to be in these top three uh, i think I moby remembering moby correctly. already said one of them that's in the that's in ours Oh, yeah. Moby's actually said I, two. I think you guys have cashed out on You and I have the same top three. Yes. You that's the thing. Yes. Right? It's just about the true. order. That's true. Okay, well, I'll get my number three. I'm I'm pulling an audible. I'm moving it around. My my original was Thor for number three. I'm changing it to Winter Soldier. And it's not it's not because Winter Soldier's bad. It's because right, no, it's, just, it, it's so good. It's yeah, yeah. But when I think about these films, I th- I enjoyed Thor more because of how much I left the theater enjoying it. But then on importance, Winter Soldier's so important. <laughs> kind of is. It is, isn't it? Like, okay, you know what? I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with my original Thor's number three. Okay. Wow. Okay. I know what your number one is then, obviously. But my, yep. my number, you should have seen that coming. My number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Fantastic. Uh, really intriguing because you had like a talking raccoon and a tree guy and you had... Um, you know, Dave Bautista in one of his first major roles before you found out he was actually good at acting. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was just this like, it was at a time in the MCU when you needed a just like fun diversion away from Earth. And that's exactly yes. where the film yes. dropped. And, but, and I mean, it was a bang up, super well done, funny, awesome film. Yep. But I needed that distraction because it was a very... A lot of dark, serious shit was going on in the MCU at that time. And it was just, like, nice to just have fun. You're totally right. Um, That's all I got to say. Yeah, no, the volume one is my number three as well. And all those reasons, like, it was so different from everything we had seen. I love the whole 80s space aesthetic that they carried into Ragnarok. And, boy, I really hope some space stuff in Captain Marvel continues that trend. Like, this neon-y, like, vibrance. I really love that. And that would be so cool if that is, like, Marvel's aesthetic for space stuff. I think that's awesome. Um, I don't know if it's going to fit with the tone that Captain Marvel may or may not have. I don't really know. I really – I don't know. I just hope that they continue that trend. But, um, yeah, man, Guardians was so – it was so good because it was so different. It's very akin to the difference between Ragnarok and Dark World. Yes. Right? Like – and but then you apply that to the entire MCU – I think it, it, it's so much more impactful. It's very impactful, right? It also brought in a lot of new fans. It did a right, lot for the Marvel right. Universe. Mm-hmm. You know, I know so many people whose favorite and being casual fans is Guardians. Yeah. By far. It's. I think it is somehow way more appealing to a broader audience. It, it's almost like, and it was marketed kind of like that, like a, a Star Wars, but for superheroes. And Star Wars has this mass appeal. 
Like my mom and her fiance, who rarely see superhero movies, saw Guardians multiple times because they took a flyer on it. And they're like, we had so much fun. They went back and saw it a second time. They haven't done that with any other superhero movie ever. Wow. I'm pretty sure my wife and I saw it together in theaters twice. And I can't imagine any other movie where she'd want to see it again in theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially a superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That speaks volumes, man. That speaks volume number one. (laughs) (laughs) What's your number two? (laughs) I guess guess we know what your number two is, Mark. Number two is uh, Winter Soldier. And it's... Boo! It was a bad one. (laughs) You know, Winter Soldier was so good. So, 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 so good. (laughs) I just... I, I, that's why it, it suddenly beat Thor. <laughs> because, it, it, I mean, okay, you get you get Winter Soldier in it, and he is amazing. He's so badass. He's really cool. And the it. character development, to see Captain America have his own film now in the present, you know, see um, S.H.I.E.L.D. be just destroyed from yeah. the inside out. Oof. It is a cool movie. And the fact that it is, like, its own little genre, it's an espionage film... It does what some of the best Marvel films do, which is establishes a new identity, gives it its own little kind of world. Well, and I think it was the first Marvel film that really purposefully tried to set its own genre distinct from the other standalone threads of of films going forward. Like, yeah, we are making a political down-to-earth thriller, and that's going to be Cap moving forward. And they later transferred that blueprint to the other series. Yeah, yeah. And it also came at the end of Phase 2, right? Was that right? It was at the end of a phase, was it not? I believe that's how they ended so, Phase yes, 2. Yes, it, it was wrapping up Phase 2. And yeah, it just like set itself apart and set a trend for Phase 3, mm-hmm. I think, right? Um, and also, you know, it... You know, they offhandedly mentioned like Doctor Strange and stuff, which it again seeds a bunch of future implications for the MCU, right? I mean, just the dissolution of S.H.I.E.L.D. in itself is really the predecessor of the dissolution of the Avengers. Yes. And I think dissolving S.H.I.E.L.D. was a great idea. Oh, it, yeah. It, it was put, so smart. It put the power right back in the hero's hands, which totally. was very intelligent. Totally. Great. Good okay. choice. Good good choice. Uh, my number two is Iron Man the Original. Wow. Um, where this comes from is I was blown away. First of all, Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr., they are my favorite actor character of the entire M- MCU. They're just – I he's my favorite character. And it blew me away how great he was and – even a lot of stuff like sticks to me, like he, when he would appear on Conan O'Brien. And I remember Conan asked him what his favorite superhero was growing up. And he looks around, he's like, I am Iron Man. And I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, you are. You really are. Um, and then the post credit sequence, I think that was one of the first films I saw because I think I saw Hulk later. Now, Hulk came out later that year, right? But I saw like. I think it actually came out before. Okay, it came out Slightly before. Slightly before. Whatever it was, the I first post credit sequence I had seen was in at the end of uh, Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah. And I got really excited Where for Nick it. Where Nick Fury's in his living room. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I am Iron Man. I feel like Hulk was after, but I, I, I'm kind of confused. I, yeah, I don't know. Close. I think it was like 07, 08. Like, I, th- I thought Hulk, Incredible Hulk was 07. But because I you know what? it was technically the first installment in the MCU. Is Iron Man 2008? Yeah, I think so. Then I think you're right. I think yeah. it was 2007 yeah. for Hulk. I mean, we do have interwebs at our fingertips. We do. 
well, that's a that's a solid number two. I mean, really, it we've already said how much how impactful that movie going forward for the entire MCU is, right? Right. I find it funny that you and I have the same top three, but I, but I honestly the, couldn't I couldn't see any others being in the top three. Those are my no, top three. Ex- yes, exactly. So my number two is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and I had a feeling. And I, lo- I really loved that movie. It's just, <laughs> I love the just the humor throughout the whole thing. Like, um, if you ever seen uh, what's it called? Like, We Live in the Shadows by the same director. Uh, I think that's what it's called. Like, exact same humor. Like, it's so that's such a great movie. You should really watch that movie. Okay. Uh, I think it's actually on Netflix. Um, man, it was just so nice to see Thor get his due. Like, Thor is a really cool character and just to see like like we said even before we started recording marty you mentioned like thor has had the most character development like in the end of the end end of these these mcu movies like than any other character he like, feels like the main character right now he's yeah yeah it's like it's like the the thor cinematic universe he, like, get, right? he gets the best lines he gets the best action yeah he's the best and i think that is a direct result of his power level yes right um when you're clashing everything together, the the big guns stand out, right? That's why the Hulk stood out in Avengers, right? Yeah. Like, um, and that's why even he was a great pairing with Thor in Ragnarok, right? Like, just these two powerhouses that are both really coming into their own character. It was such a such a smart idea to pair those up, and it just it like it it fleshed in so well with the rest of the MCU too, right? Because a lot of the times, like Thor and Thor, maybe not so much Thor, the original, but Dark World felt so separate from the rest of the MCU at the time. Yeah. Like, like, that like Thor whole, just left and like, yeah. yeah. And, and like, yeah. And, and the original Thor was much better for that. I mean, one, obviously it was, again, one of the foundations of laying the MCU, right? Like we see our briefest glimpse of Hawkeye up on the catwalk, right? Protecting Molnir as it's stuck in the, in the earth right with shield surrounding it and stuff and depowered thor you know banished to midgard i don't know it just ragnarok was such a nice culmination of this entire that whole trilogy like yeah it well it got rid of a lot of the baggage yeah yeah it introduced a lot of cool new <laughs> <Jay Foster>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah totally yeah you got rid of all the tertiary like thor Bullshit. characters that no one cares about yeah, yeah. and you added some cool ones and you you kind of came up with the idea of like this team up, you know, yeah. like that that a whole film could be a team up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what happens with Thor in the future? Like, what's yeah. what does Hemsworth have on his contracts? Because like, man, I really want to see Valkyrie again. She I, was a I, great yeah. character. I don't want to see Thor go away anytime soon. No, I, I want no. more Thor. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny, like, now he has finally come into his own. It's like we've never had Thor before. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does feel that Whereas way. Cap and Iron Man are both clearly at the end of their run, and it is time for them to move on, right? Right. From, personally, I like, that's my opinion, as a just as a moviegoer, I think it's just time for them to say goodbye. But, man, I just, I want Thor around more. They've had their character arcs. I, yeah. can, I can accept that they're, they're at the end. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that, number two, Thor okay. Ragnarok. Well, number one, number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. What a surprise! I, on it, yeah, I know. At this point, what else could it be? <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know what? 
it was a toss-up in the top three. At one point, Thor was there, Winter Soldier was there at one point, and I, I stuck with Guardians because when I saw Guardians, I left with the biggest smile on my face, similar to seeing Thor, but I don't buy movies very often. I bought Guardians of the Galaxy right Oh, away. wow. You know, I own it. I've seen it on Blu-ray several times. You know, my wife and I rented it before I bought it, I think. Like, we've, <laughs> we've seen this movie so many times. I just, I don't have a, a bone to pick with it at all. I, I love Ronan the Accuser. I, I mean, the fact that he's coming really? back. He's coming back in Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's, which is see, cool. See, I'm excited about that because I thought Ronan was actually the weakest part of Volume 1. I didn't, I, I didn't think I liked him. No, I mean, I he was a fine character, but uh, he didn't really, he didn't do much for me. He didn't get much time, and again, he fell into the Marvel villain syndrome. Yeah, no, I, I and I agree to some extent, but I thought his aesthetics, that just how he looked, was so cool, and how he also completely stood out from the rest of the characters in the film. Like That's they're true. they're all like these degenerate kind of like comical characters to some extent, and he is so serious. And the fact yeah, that they defeat right. him with a dance battle, dance yeah. which is <laughs> amazing, and they reference it in Infinity War, yeah. uh, is honestly amazing. And I just, I feel like the problem is, is you can't top that now going forward with, with Guardians. Like, right. you, there's no way of doing that again. You, no, can't, you can't have that funny way of winning. No, 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 no. You know? I mean, look at the, the final battle in Volume 2. Like, man, that was, that part of that, that was such a bad arc for that movie that was just so boring wasn't the middle so slow it really was that it was, was just, a bad movie it was just like a bunch of like throwaway lines waiting it for honestly the was yeah, yeah it was oh man I just... and how obvious was it that like he was gonna be a bad guy obviously it's like yeah, of course like... of course right <sighs> and i really i didn't at the time i actually did not like that they depowered quill yeah like they took away his his planetary heritage or whatever the hell right and which allowed them to basically win in volume one yeah right like no yeah he was the first one to grab that power zone if he wasn't half of whatever the fuck he was he would have just dust been obliterated right totally I, yeah. I don't know it just that was not a good outing for that no and for me especially loving the first one so much yeah when i saw the second huge, one like yeah I mean, I remember leaving that one and being like, that was okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't even see that one. In, I didn't even bother going to see that in theaters. Yeah. All right. I okay. feel like we're tainting your top one by spending so much time I'm on Vanguard. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, just to, to summarize, I, number one was just great. Yeah. Really great. We really introduced so many characters that I think are so beloved by fans. It did something for a comic book franchise that was really kind of more of a cult comic. You know, more than anything else had been introduced so far. Yep. Right? It had its fan base, but I had barely heard of it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't think they were in the Ultimate Marvel Universe at all, which is what I mostly read. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? And, like, Guardians is, like, so old school, too. Like, they're, they've they been around for a long time. They have been, yeah. And they've been around in different iterations. So many yeah. different iterations. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, James Gunn picked the best ones. Yep. He did an amazing job with that. I mean, they have a character that only says I am Groot, except for when he says we are Groot. <laughs> and, and that, like, how? what other movie can you think of that a tree sacrifices itself and it's devastating? Right. You know? <laughs> no other movie. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty sure. So, yeah, great movie. Little Shop of Horrors. All right. You know, on another tangent, though, I think Groot has, his character of Groot has really gone downhill since. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Baby Groot's, like, annoying. Yes. 
and they they really did too. Teenage Groot didn't have much to he do was in just Infinity one War. Yeah. Like it was almost like waiting for a better Groot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think the movie, should, the next one should just be called Waiting for Groot. We're just, we're just waiting for the <laughs> we're next waiting Groot. waiting for Groot. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number one is Captain America Civil War. Oh, wow. And, and where I think I benefited from this, and I was thinking this when I came up with my list, I didn't even know that a civil war was going to happen until you guys told me maybe like a year or so before the film came out when it was announced. I'm not a comic reader. I didn't know. I had no expectations of knowing what the civil war would be like in the comics. Was it epic or not? So for me, it was very fresh to see this kind of slow breakdown of this team and how they ended up turning on each other, but they didn't really want to. And they wanted each other to kind of see their points of view and I, I just loved it. And it's one of the few uh, Marvel movies I've gone back and watched over and over and over. Probably the only one that I've seen like three times. I think it would have been a lot wow. more impactful if they just killed Rhodey. Yes. If someone had died. Oh, yeah. They needed more sacrifice. Yes. I will admit that. Man, now that you're talking about it, I'm like, I really enjoyed Civil War. Like It was so good. And to see a good Spider-Man, like, like a Spider-Man Zemo, that I liked. That's true. Come in. And Zemo was really good yeah. villain in it, too. I liked him a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that's there's and just, just that like iconic the end, scenes, too. I know. Just the Iron Man repulsors into the shield, like, yeah. whoa, right out of the comics. Like, that's so cool to see. Yeah. Maybe I should have left it. You know what? Four. I'm just happy. I gotta revise. I gotta go back. <laughs> no, I'm just happy that you guys aren't stomping on my number one. I thought, given how low you guys had put Civil War relatively to myself, sure. that you guys yeah. were gonna go, that's a stupid pick for number no, one. No, I don't think so. I just, yeah. I totally get why your lack of comic knowledge makes it so much better. Whereas the opposite is true for myself. Where, right. like, the Civil War comic arc was, like, one of the first comic arcs i really got into and me, me too yeah yeah and just the the disappointment that comes with what it could have been and mm-hmm. really should have been like they were just tag they just tagged the civil war line onto it to draw comic yeah. goers in and i think at the time um the civil war 2 comic arc was also happening so i'm sure that played a, a huge part in it too and it's interesting because when you think about uh, World War Hulk, which is also a big one for you, you really like World War Hulk. Yeah. They just take a bunch of ideas from World War Hulk and Thor Ragnarok. They take they a bunch of ideas from Planet Hulk. Good World point. War Hulk. Right, right. That's when he comes yes, back. Yeah, that's yeah. when he comes back to Earth and starts fucking right. everybody up. You're right. But I love Planet Hulk's cool too. And that's one of the reasons why I love Ragnarok. Because they took a lot of awesome parts from Planet Hulk. A movie that we really there there was no way we were ever gonna get. No, and they made have. and they made it. They basically made it. Planet Hulk would have been like a Thor Dark World. I like it wouldn't have it would have been disappointing. I just feel like it would have been. Yeah, well, if they were to do, I think they could. At the point of the MCU now, they could easily have done a solo Planet Hulk movie, but it would have had to directly lead in to World War Hulk to be impactful. Yes, right. Like you need you need. Hulk, fight, like, marrying and, like, impregnating his wife in Planet Hulk and, like, yeah. rising up through the ranks of this gladiatorial <clears throat> combat and usurping this Red King or whatever and making life better for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then you need his wife to get blown up in yeah. Tony Stark's Quinjet from the nuclear reactor. Like, you need yeah. all that stuff. And like, they never banished no. the Hulk. Like, no, he went off himself. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, Like, that's the main thing, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. No, that's a good pick. That's a good number one. Well, my number one, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Not hard to guess, I'm sure, if you're a fan of the podcast. Um, I talk about Winter Soldier a lot. <laughs> Man, Winter Soldier, I just love that movie. I remember, I remember first seeing that and being like, like, like you said, Marty, like, yes, we see Cap in, in our time, like our timeline, like he's a, he has to adapt to, to all this 70 years later of coming out of the ice, like, oh man. And then, and then just the blow up of, of shield and like all the fight scenes were so good with Bucky. Like he's, he's fighting this program winter soldier, but, or a Bucky who doesn't remember anything. Right. And like. Cap is like trying to get through to him, and you see like the struggle, both obviously physically in these fight scenes, but like just emotionally that Cap's going through. And I think the introduction of Falcon was really cool as well. I really like Falcon in it. I it just it's it's my it's my favorite. This one, I easy boom. This was this and number nineteen, the most easy things for me. Number one, Winter Soldier. This is my most enjoyed Marvel movie, and this one hit number one because of my. Solely because of my enjoyment. Mm. And then secondary are all the MCU implications that it it it, it introduced in into the Which into the which aren't minor. It's a it's an important film. I think so too. I think yeah. so too. It's just, funny because oh man, that elevator fight scene is so awesome. Oh, yeah. But Moby so Moby had it very very low on his list comparatively. Yeah, I looked back just now to see where I had it. I had it at seven. Oh, um, I guess that's not that low. Well. No, and you know what? I would not change it. I look at what's above it. I would not change it from from seven. Okay, we're well, all we're all entitled to be wrong once in a while. Ah, oh, screw you! Yeah, both. you guys, you guys can both be incredibly wrong for not putting Winter Soldier as number one. It was number two? Give me a break! Yeah, you you were close, but close for no cigar, there, buddy. <laughs> I guess it does mirror my friendship with Leland, where he just tries to destroy everything and is hateful, and I'm like, no, buddy, no, you're my friend. I so destroy everything like, that's hateful, so I'm. A oh hero. wait, I'm an I Avenger. did spin that wrong. Fuck! <laughs> what did I just do to myself? I thought I had something witty to say. How long have we been recording? Four hours? Yeah. It's been a long one. These top 19 took longer than I thought it was going to be. All right. Well, I think that should wrap it up. Oh, yeah. I think so. We just talked for 30 hours. Yep. (laughs) Well, this is going to come out a week after, uh, like, a week after the Monday after Infinity Wars release. So, that's pretty good. Yeah. Much better than Black Panther. (laughs) Yeah. Which came out, like, last week? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was last Monday. All right. All right. Thank you, listener. I hope you enjoyed our thoughts. We didn't really review Infinity War. Like, we kind of just chatted about it, right? We kind of just fanboyed. Yeah, we totally did. Um, I hope you liked our top 19. I want to hear what your top 19 are. So, you know, comment on our Facebook page. We have an actual website now, in case anybody noticed. It has launched. Uh, ttpodcast.com where we've uh, there's lots of written content that we're diving into as well uh, in addition to all our episode links and show notes so check us out there there's going to be lots of upcoming stuff um i hope you enjoy yeah exciting news for the tiad podcast Woo! Yes. all right uh well i've been leland steel i've been moby and i'm marty take care listener thanks listener bye-bye <laughs>